0: Hello and welcome to Finding Truth Matters with Dr Andrew Corbett. We're pleased to have you join us for tonight's program.
1: Here's something that I think we really need to get because the world has a message to those who fail and it's this, if you fail, you are a failure. You are defined by your behaviour and that
0: is so not true. There are a few things in life that we can be fairly sure of and one of them is that sooner or later life will present us with problems. We're going to try and find solutions to those problems and not all of them will succeed. It's a bit dismal sounding, isn't it? But wait, there's hope. This week, Dr. Corbett begins a four part series titled The Theology of Problems. It might be hard to imagine that God has any purpose in problems. So if you're not sure how that works, you'd best stay tuned. The first problem in focus is that of failure. Let's join Dr. Corbett now for the problem of failure.
1: The backdrop to this series is the light globe that's here and a part of the promotional uh, the little video I did for promoting this series was the story of Thomas Edison who as a, a young inventor was given the project of coming up with an electric light globe and no one had been able to do it and Thomas Edison spent uh, months and months and months trying to figure it out and And eventually he he did it, and he did it after, by his own admission, 1,000 failed attempts. And the question was asked of him, don't you feel like a failure that it took you 1,000 failed attempts to come up with the electric light globe? And he said, no, because my process for developing the successful light globe took 1,000 steps. And it's a great way of looking at problems and difficulties and and even failing and so one of the things that's that we're going to see in life is that there's a couple of certainties and I'm going to mention these certainties in a moment but problems is one of them so when when we're talking about this we're actually talking about something that could be the most relevant thing you hear for a long time because we all will face problems And one of my concerns, as as I hope to show in a moment, is that we can look at this not from our point of view, but from God's point of view. When we look at things from God's point of view, there's a word that we use for that, and that's called theology. Theos is the Greek word for God. Ology is the study of or the reasons for. So when we look at something from God's point of view, it's called a theology, a theology of whatever it is. Last week, I was speaking in the hometown of Ashley Barty the world's number one tennis player and that's Ipswich, Queensland and the pastor asked me could I come up and give a theology of sexuality which is to say tell us how God wants us to think about sex and sexuality and gender and those sorts of things so that's what I did. Today we're going to look at a... Pro- we're going to begin to look at a pro- the, the theology of problems that we can begin to see things the way God sees things. So I need you to hear my heart in this because I'm very aware that whenever we do a, a theology of sex or a theology of problems whatever it might be that uh, when I was a lot younger this was uh, a lot more common in my ministry that that I would inadvertently bring condemnation and so I want you to hear my heart in this. I don't want to bring any condemnation to anyone because I'm an expert in problems, I create many, I create them and and I'm very very familiar with them, I, I actually have some that I'm working on at the moment, I, I have some, I'm married to one, oh, no, I know I, I have... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I'm very familiar with this topic is all I'm saying... <laughs> So here's, I just want you to hear my heart in this. So this is Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. We worship a God who is very intimately connected with problems. And this verse is one of those verses that sets the tone of Christ's ministry. So it says this, And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. I want you to notice that he, he proclaimed The gospel of the kingdom, Uh, in fact it says he went through a Galilee teaching in their synagogue, get that, teaching in their synagogue, proclaiming which is another word for preaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and notice this healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So teach, preach and heal. Later on in Matthew chapter 10 Jesus sends the disciples out and he tells them to do exactly that and it's a great leadership model. Here Jesus has these people watching what he does so from Matthew chapter 4 those who would become the 12 apostles they're following, they're watching Jesus, they're they're seeing Jesus do his thing. And what they're seeing is that Jesus taught people, he preached to people and he healed people and then he says in Matthew chapter 10 you go out proclaim the kingdom teach this and heal the sick so I want you to I just want you to get this that the heart of Jesus involves teaching preaching and healing you might wonder why is it every Sunday we pray for people to be healed either body mind or soul because this is the ministry of the church it is the ministry of the church. I've got to tell you, now you, you will know, and I'm just being a little bit delicate because we're live via webcast right now, but you would know we have a, we have a kind of a stake in the health outcomes of our state. And I've got to tell you, the church has been in the healthcare business for over 2000 years. We should have a stake in the healthcare business. We have a number of healthcare professionals. And if you've ever been up the front, Barbara mentioned she's been up the front, we've, we've prayed for people. You will hear us as a team pray this. We pray God, where it's a physical ailment, God heal this person by miracle, and my team will know the next couple of lines, by miracle or by medicine. And that's what we pray. So we're praying that God will heal by miracle or he will use medicine to heal people. Thank God we have that option here in Tasmania. Thank God. There are parts of this world where they don't have that option. Remember going to Zimbabwe, Amanda? The hospital in Zimbabwe? They had no pharmaceuticals, like painkillers. You gotta bring your own. I don't even know why people would go to a hospital. There was blood on the beds, there was blood on the floor. We're walking around this thing, looking at this, they thought we were nuts. You know, we come to Zimbabwe, we're we're on our way somewhere and Amanda was traveling with us and and Amanda said, can can we go in and have a look at the hospital? Why? Because as Christians we're concerned about health, it's a part of who we are as people. So I, I, I really want to stress this, Christianity actually has something to contribute to the health, the holistic and by holistic I mean I've got in brackets the body, the mind and the soul, the well-being of our community. So if you are a Christian and you're uh, given to the cultural sort of a tidal wave at the moment of criticising the health system, uh, don't. That's my word to you, don't. If you have been a beneficiary of the health system in Tasmania, then you need to you need to sing its praises and, and champion it because I have been, <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago when I had erisipelas, which is a a flesh-eating bacteria that was making its way into my my kidneys, and I, I just thought, oh, isn't that cute? I've got a, I've got a parasite. There's uh, only to be told yeah but these things actually kill you well get it out of me then let's get it out now and, so, and, it, and the, the health system in our state did thank God for that and I actually see that as an answer to the prayer I was praying God heal and you're a beneficiary of the grace of God by miracle or by medicine Louise, Louise you're a beneficiary of the miracle or by medicine and so this is what we're about but it, but it's not just we are concerned about bodies we pray for people to be well physically but what we're going to be looking at it, it not only does it involve physical ailments and physical conditions we are in a, a society now where the mental pressures on people are intense and people uh, can can be afflicted mentally and so today I actually think that if you, if you can hear what God's Word says into this situation, it can actually heal some early signs of mental illness, I, 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 I cannot tell you how much I believe that and how much I live that. I was talking with someone just a few days ago who said that when they became a Christian, there were mental illness battles that they were they were just battling with but when they became a christian it wasn't that those things went away it's that God gave them a strategy so that those things no longer defined them and this is good this is a good mental health practice so what I, I'm, I'm i want to be very clear today i'm I, I really think God's word has something to say about having well-being physically mentally And emotionally which is the arena of the soul. So here's the unwelcome unwelcome certainties that life presents us with... Um, there's many things that happened in my life that I did not put in my diary, they did not seek an appointment, they just happened... and life does this doesn't it? Unwelcome... but notice that word Certainties. it's not if this will happen, it will happen, there will be unwelcome things that happen in your life and I guess if you're young these things ca- capture you off guard to, with a greater impact, the, the older you get the more seasoned of, in life you get the more resilient you should become and I think resilience is one of the character strengths that God encourages us to have as believers. Here's here's the first unwelcome uncertainty about life, number one life will present you with many types of problems. You ever find yourself saying oh why me? Why me? Why does this always happen to me? Why doesn't anyone else ever have problems? And what that says is that this thing's got your focus and that you're probably surprised life contains problems. Uh, It probably also indicates you don't realise we've all got problems. So that's the first unwelcome certainty. Here's the next unwelcome... well here's the next certainty... first one's an unwelcome certainty... here's the the next certainty and it's, it's... It's kind of unwelcome. Many of the solutions to these life problems that you come up with won't work. They'll fail. Gee, thanks Andrew. Great. You will find solutions to some of your biggest problems in life. Just, Just get that. Balance those, those three statements out. Number one, life will present you with problems. Number two, many of the solutions you come up with, they won't work. Number three, but many of them will. You'll get through it. You'll figure it out. And if you've lived life long enough, some of the biggest problems that you faced at the time, you look back on it now and you go, oh, we got through that, that was okay, got through it. I want to show you this this next one because this this highlights this point that sometimes we're overwhelmed by problems but then we can come up with a solution I call this is a by a, a, a group that I've discovered called unspoken I, I call this the Ruby song you'll see why that's the Ruby song if you, if you have a daughter like I have a daughter I've seen some of those scenes <laughs> the desire to fly And he came up with a solution. Uh, That's the band members from the group Unspoken. Great, great music. If you haven't got any of their albums, grab them. They're just brilliant. We're going to be playing their music before and after the service throughout this month because it just fits in so well. Here's something that I think we really need to get because the world has a message to those who fail and it's this if you fail you are a failure you are defined by your behaviour and that is so not true that is not what God's Word says about you it's not what God's Word says you are not the sum total of your behaviour you may fail but it doesn't mean you're a failure I'm watching Wimbledon at the moment every year I watch Wimbledon. Wimbledon occurred on my honeymoon consternation and so uh, I I love what Coco Goff said who's the 15 year old American girl who has made it into the last 16 of Wimbledon and and she said you know when you win you don't learn anything it's only when you lose that you actually learn something this is a 15 year old kid this is a 15 year old girl who prays with her dad before she plays every match And after every match she sits in a seat, puts her hands together and thanks God that he granted her a victory. Mm, Maybe something's going on there. So you are not a failure just because you failed. Even when when a winner loses, it doesn't mean they're a loser. You, You get this, you're not defined, your identity is not defined because you botched up. So here's... Here's something too, you are created by God with a capacity to solve problems. I was listening to John Lennox the other day. John Lennox is a kind of crazy smart guy. He's the, the uh, uh, I think he's now the Emeritus Professor of Mathematics at Oxford University. And he's a very, very committed Christian. And, and he says this, reading through Genesis chapters 1 and 2, God only names five things in the universe that he's created. Think how vast the universe is and he only named five of them and he told Adam you go and figure it out. In fact he told Adam you name the animals. There's there's problems to be solved and God has created mankind with problems to be solved. In fact I'm going to say something which I I can't imagine any of you are going to like what I'm about to say and that has never stopped me before so this is God has ordained problems for you to learn something. There are problems that you are going to have Nick that are ordained by God for you to solve. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> I can see... is that your exciting face? I can't tell! <laughs> in fact <I laughs> you're kind of like Nick, just all the time, just Nick. Anyway in, in Judges chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 we read this incredible couple of verses which if, if I was God I wouldn't do it this way, I would, I would sort of take care of business but God is not a helicopter parent like me, God is someone who says no it's good for my children to struggle, it's good for my children to learn for themselves, it's good for my children as Tony said to have rules and boundaries that they have to comply with and maybe they've got to figure it out by making a few mistakes and, and feeling The consequences of that and it says here now these are the nations that the Lord left to test Israel by them that is all in Israel who had not experienced all the wars of Canaan so these are the the next generation this there was still God had ordained that there were still battles to be fought so that they could possess their land it was only in order that this is Judges chapter 3 verse 2 that the generations of the people of Israel might know war to teach war to those who had not known it before and and the principle to take the application it's not that we're to go out in war like that that was for a time and a place but now the, the application is that God expects us to fight there are things you have got to fight for John uh, Piper says when it comes to joy and feeling the joy of the Lord you got to fight for that there are things you have got to fight for and so that it doesn't just happen a lot of people may expect that you know they're having a battle would you pray for me because I can't be bothered battling myself and please don't misunderstand me you should have people pray for you but let's let's get it right it's to help you to do what you need to do to be where you need to be and to get where you need to get so God has ordained for problems he's ordained for these things to be in your life whether they be health issues whether they be financial issues whether they be relationship issues and so to to anchor these five reasons why God has ordained problems for you I want to go to Romans chapter 5 I want to read the first five verses and I want us to see this Romans chapter 5 verse 1 therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ you kind of think right there that's a good deal isn't it? You're, you know, you're now saved, you've got peace with God, you're right with God, everything's, everything's right with the world now, I'm not going to have any more problems now because I have peace with God. But I want you to see this, this, uh, there's a, uh, a continuation after this verse, that's verse 1. So th- this is so important to understand that just because you become a Christian... Does not mean you will not have any more problems. In fact I I recently heard someone say when they became a Christian they got a whole set of problems they didn't even know they were in for because now the things that they used to just do without thinking they realised Those things were wrong and they they shouldn't do it. And now they were having these problems of having to learn how to deal with temptation and things like this. So Christianity and problems, they're not incompatible. Verse 2, it says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So, so the first two verses sound really good. They sound like we have peace with God. This, is, this is, brings us into a wonderful relationship. This is great for your mental health. And then it says we can rejoice. This is awesome. Not only that, but we rejoice, it says in verse 3, in our... how the heck did that get in there? <laughs> in our... what? Sufferings knowing that suffering produces annoyance... Uh, sorry what is that? Endurance. Endurance. Suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. (laughs) Oh God give me a stronger character, are you sure? (laughs) Oh God I really want to be filled with hope, really? really because there's there's a a clear path toward it and this is not a scary path this is a good path and many of us don't think oh I never want to go down that path chances are you're already on that path you're already going down this you've already been down this don't be afraid of it and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us so so this this passage just this little passage you could it's so easy in your daily bible reading just to gloss over this and go, oh that's lovely Uh, peace with God we rejoice and and we can have hope and he can help us to endure and oh that's wonderful that'll do for today without realizing whoa back that truck up a minute and read the road sign again it just said God's going to do something in your character, in your life and he's going to do it by bringing problems into your life Aaron problems into your life isn't that exciting? really? I didn't think it was but you think it is okay awesome but but he will he will and he'll develop your character because of them so here's The first of the five benefits of problems so if you've ever failed I want to readjust your thinking recalibrate your thinking if you've ever failed because you've tried to solve a problem and it didn't work I've got great news for you number one problems cause us to seek God in prayer Uh, I wonder how many of us would pray if we didn't have problems how many of us would pray if we couldn't find If we could find... sorry if we could... you drove into Launceston any time of day and you just found a park straight away... what would that do to your prayer life? Minimize it? I don't know if you were praying last night Brother Mark... about the third quarter halfway through the fourth quarter I was doing okay... Football's a stupid game sometimes anyway. <laughs> problems cause us to pray. Secondly, problems cause us to see new solutions. I think of the bow weevil in uh, the state of Georgia in America. They, they used to grow <coughs> um, cotton and then they had a plague of bow weevils come in and eat the cotton crop and the town was about to be decimated financially. And somebody came along and said, you know, there's a new crop which is quick growing. We're, we've got great soil for it, great weather conditions for it. I reckon, let's, just, let's make a decision as a town. We, we go and grab these and we, we plant them and we see how we go. Oh yeah, what's the crop? It's called, wait for it, peanuts. Peanuts? What's peanuts? And turns out that the soil in Georgia and the weather conditions in Georgia are perfect for growing peanuts. They planted peanuts. It's a suggestion of this guy. All the farmers did it in the collective and, and the result was they had a far greater, bounteous crop of peanuts that brought in a cash crop bigger than they'd ever had from cotton. Today you can go to that town in Georgia and they've got a great big monument to a slug-like thing <laughs> thanking the bow weevil. <laughs> that it was the bow weevil that caused them To solve a problem with a solution they didn't know existed. Number three, problems cause us to set our priorities in right order. It's amazing how the things that you think are your biggest problems pale into insignificance when you face a big problem. Fourthly, problems cause us to see what we're really made of. They show us the stuff that we thought was there That not there and the stuff that we thought wasn't there that is there and what do we want to be we want to be people who are who exhibit the fruit of the Spirit fruits of strength of character patience endurance compassion and humility they're the things we want and sometimes they can only be produced by problems fifthly problems prepare us to be a future solution so the little problems you solve now May give you the tools and the methodology to solve far bigger problems later on in life. Think of Joseph taken down to Egypt, think of the, the the training ground those 17 years working for Potiphar and then in prison prepared him to be the Prime Minister of Egypt. The little problems he had to solve allowed him and enabled him to solve the big problems in life that saved literally millions of people and, to, and added to that meant that Messiah and the plan of God could come to pass. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 great verse but know this and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Those who love God and today I'm going to invite you to love God no matter what problems you're facing no matter what mistakes you've made if you put your trust in the sovereign God, sovereign means God will work it out. God already has, has got it worked out. He takes your problems he, and your mistakes, He takes all those things and He weaves them perfectly into His plan. That's called the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. This, <clears throat> this song that Michael W. Smith does is brilliant. It says this there is strength within the sorrow there is beauty in our tears you meet us in our mourning with a love that casts out fear you are working in our waiting you're sanctifying us when beyond our understanding you're teaching us to trust your plans are still to prosper you have not forgotten us you're with us in the fire and the flood you're faithful forever perfect in love, you are sovereign over us. You are wisdom unimagined. Who could understand your ways, reigning high above the heavens, reaching down in endless grace. You're the lifter of the lowly, compassionate and kind. You, you surround and you uphold me and your promises are my delight. We're going to have this song sung. And after that, I'm going to come back and just share a couple of closing comments with you.
0: That's all we have time for tonight. If you'd like a CD copy or premium download of tonight's discussion, please go to our website, findingtruthmatters.org, and select The Problem of Failure from our online store. As we've heard tonight, just because you failed doesn't make you a failure. And no matter what the problem, you can put your trust in the sovereign God. More from Dr. Corbett next week with The Problem of Marriage.